Buongiorno a tutti nella vita quotidiana, mamma mamma, fanculo. Good morning, pilgrims and uh, traveler. I just uh, say goodbye to Micaela, una italiana, sì? Da Bologna, o di Bologna, di Bologna, credo, ma che viene da Bologna. She comes from... You say da, if she is from, you say di. Anyhow, we're not going to get lost in uh, semantics here. So about 7.40, uh, we had rain yesterday again. I mean, again, not downpours, but rain. So the ground a little wet, some clouds. Oh, some, yes, yeah, some uh, almost like fog in the distance in that uh, mountain range uh, straight ahead in the distance. Because we're in a valley here, kind of, even though we're a little up, but uh, still kind of in a valley. So, <clears throat> okay, well, let's uh, let's start with uh, basic things. So, Michaela was a, a pilgrim plus five French people. So, I just had two to entry. Those five people were all together. So. I almost kind of thought for a while that it would have been possibly just Michaela, you know. Here we were two days ago, you know, 14 people, and today could have been one. You just, uh, you know, there's no reason to the season, and uh, which would have been fine, you know. And I also realized, uh, yeah, even for cooking for one person, it's something that I would have no problem with. So, anyhow, but everybody ate. So, and yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, uh, I think I've cooked for most countries now. And uh, overall, I mean, of course, you know, sometimes people will say something uh, that they don't mean. And I think, you know, your culture, you know, where you're from. Uh, and I guess in my case, I have uh, at least two or three by now because I think the American and the French, I can kind of tell and... Uh, Possibly the Spanish too, but you know you have uh, you have good bullshitters, you know people who just will not want to offend you or don't, won't want to say anything that might create waves. So though they may not like it, but you know I think last night they you know they all pretty much took a second helping. So I think uh, yeah, I feel pretty good and I think like I said a salad might be something down the road uh, that I'm going to consider, but uh, I think the paella is, uh, is a nice one. Uh, just got to be mindful on the stock when I make it, you know, to not get it too spicy. So to just get that little kick, but not too much. Anywho, yeah, a couple of pilgrims in a distance coming on the last stretch here. That's the early Logroño wave. Ooh. It is a little... Um, Chilly, actually. It's on a chilly side this morning. Anyhow. So, but uh, I think by the weekend we're looking at close to 30 degrees. So, there's going to be uh, that kind of uh, early summer heat wave. So, we're going to be looking, I'm sure, at some <laughs> toasty days. And, you know, being on the second floor under the roof, uh, I'm going to be looking at some warm nights to go to bed. But uh, that's what it is, and actually, 
when I think about it, the idea of, uh, you know, having to deal with that versus air conditioning, you know, unless you're looking at ridiculous temperatures, like it would be in Andalusia, uh, where it gets so much hotter. And uh, that could be really problematic if you're trying to go to bed around nine o'clock, you know, that you more than likely, depending on where you are located, you it just would not be feasible. And uh, obviously why I'm here in this part, it's uh, not going to be anywhere near that ballpark. So, but regardless, right now it's like, ooh, uh, I could have used my jacket this morning, actually. <laughs> Anyhow, definitely a lot cooler than yesterday. Well, I, would, I don't know if a lot is a fair, fair gauge here. Anyhow, so... I think something that I am uh, kind of a no segue segue here. Something, oh, there is a, I guess I don't know why I have not seen it before, but there is a side road here becomes a gravelly. I need to get my pack ready. I think I'm gonna explore that one, but I will have to get my flip flop at least to go in there. So something that I'm uh, definitely learning to play with as a host, is that my expectation or my standard or my criteria, you know, to have those connection or to consider a connection to be of a good or bad quality, that's going to have to pretty much go out of the window. And what I mean, you know, is that, uh, for instance, yesterday was a group of French people. So, you know, there are people that were like in their... They were like, you know, 10 to 15 years older than me. So, you know, people in their older years, one man, four women doing this Camino. They've been, they started four years ago from Le Puy. So, which is, you know, it's about, uh, I think it's around close to 800 kilometers inside of France before arriving to Spain. And it's uh, definitely a way more challenging physically of a Camino. And, uh, you know, and so being that older generation, you know, there are things like I kind of forgot to ask and I kind of apologize and ask a little bit after introducing and welcoming them. It's like, I hope it's okay for me to, you know, to speak to you informally because as I've mentioned in France, yes, I'm here, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yes, if they can tell. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, they are more formal. And even as I was, you know, talking to them and they were okay, they were still speaking to me in a formal manner. And we're talking about people like 10 to 15 years older than me. So it's really, really, that cultural bit is really interesting about, I call it the distancing. Benicky, 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 Benicky. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Good morning. Buenos dias. Muddy. How's my muddy today? How's my muddy? muddy? Yes, you are muddy because it rained yesterday. Yeah, I see a puddle of water here. Yeah, and he has his uh, tailed field here. It doesn't look like he put much in it. I see some. Uh, Zucchini, more than likely, I think, yeah, or some squash or some food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Good morning. Goodbye. All right, Muddy. See you in a bit. <laughs> She's so cute. She said, Why are you leaving me? Anyhow. So, of course, dealing with that, which of course, each culture, you know, has its own idiosyncrasies. The Asian is going to be most likely one of the most challenging because they have such a formal platform that is just not the same in the West, you know. And, uh, but uh, well, anyway, I'm not going to digress on that one for now about AECO. I'll talk about that in a second, maybe. And then basically, so it turned, you know, it turned out very nice. Uh, looks like they all really enjoyed dinner, and Cuajada, uh, I think, is really a winning one. I'm pretty happy about that. And, uh, but, uh, so, you know, so the conversation, you know, basically, outside of actually with a guy, when I went around the table to asking, you know, something that you're grateful for, grata, essere grata. Oh, grato, to be grateful. Anyway, um, the men actually shared at a, I would call a little deeper level than the ladies. You know, actually, one didn't really have anything to say, just didn't have access to that part, or did not connect, wasn't, whatever, or wasn't willing to share, whatever the case, but just, uh, it remained quite shallow, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but uh, it just, you know, was talking about something very simple, like a lot of the pilgrim will talk about some kind of uh, allegorical connection to a, to an experience and something inside of them that resonated. So it's, you know, whether they're grieving or, you know, it's a little more rich in terms of the emotional sharing. And, uh, and it's not surprising. And I think the older generation of French, they seem to just be more stoic, circumspect. I like the word circumspect circumspection and so um and to being like that doesn't matter anthony you know this is not about you you know this is about you receiving those people being a good host you know being that gracious host and to really be mindful and that they would feel comfortable you know it, it's not about you you know getting you high and so realizing it doesn't matter who's coming you know like even the, the South African man, Anthony, that I just felt awkward about. There was something, the energy felt weird. You know, if you can relate to that, it's something to me that I seem to be sensitive. And, uh, you know, being like, uh, you know, somebody coming in. So basically you have a place for them to shelter. So it's nice, you know, it's raining, they're wet. So here, come on in. And, and then they have a drink and they're not staying. And a part of me was saying, you know, the, you could be leaving something. And then very quickly, I was like, no, of course not. This is not about that. And I did have trouble to shake that off, this idea of fairness, you know, uh, because I felt weird about the guy. You know, if I felt fine about him, uh, that, would not have, that would not have come up. So basically, it had nothing to do with him and all about how I felt and how that affected and skewed my, uh, my vision or my connection with him. So, but of course, I never went anywhere, you know, I never shared anything. So I felt good at the end about not only not acting, but really being able to redirect it rather quickly. So that's for that.
And on the ACO front, uh, so that was two days ago, so 68-year-old, very, very small lady, very, 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 like I say, submissive. I mean, very, very, seems like a very typical, you know, kind of a, a Asian uh, housewife. Uh, possibly not even maybe it's necessarily housewife, just a Japanese woman, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about the culture. And of course, I'm sure different parts of Japan are going to be different when it comes to the, to the etiquettes, to the ethics. And so, you know, me, I am, you know, I'm kind of touchy. Uh, like I say, I, I just, you know, yeah. Uh, and I think I may have put my hand on the shoulders, you know, sometimes I do. It's so weird that I express uh, caring and uh, uh, which sometimes has landed uh, <laughs> me into trouble. But it's something that I'm choosing consciously not to stop doing because it is important for me, that kind of physical contact. Like I said, I love hugging and all that stuff. And so with Eiko, you know, kind of interacting with my very poor Japanese, but but you know what? Even with a little Spanish under my belt, I am uh, cracking up jokes, which is really interesting. Anyway, and then uh, and I kind of wondered because, of course, she was not going to tell me. I knew that, you know, because of the way they are uh, in that in that culture. And I'm sure I will put in as well the, the Korean in there as well. They seem to have some similarities. And Chinese, maybe not quite the same, but I also feel there is some of that. Like you just, I just don't know. It's kind of hard, you know, that there, there is a quite a, feels like there is a wall, <laughs> the Great Wall of China, right? In this case, a Great Wall of uh, Asia to me. It, it's been um, a culture, you know, part of the world that I just, uh, I just don't know. I, I don't know, as human beings who they are, I have trouble to connect and then to, yeah, to, to, to feel them in that way. And so I kind of wondered a little bit, and of course I, I was very mindful with uh, Eiko, not with Yuri, because she was younger and I was like, yeah, anyway. And she looked like she was up for it. And so, but in the morning she left a, a note in a pair's room book, like basically she looked like she had a, very nice time. So she was grateful basically for that day. And uh, she wrote in English, and if she'd written it in uh, <laughs> uh, in Japanese, unless she would have uh, written it in hiragana uh, instead of kanji, uh, it would have been, I would have needed help to get it. But uh, she, yeah, she did, uh, she did know some English. Anywho, so, and that's going to be a work in progress. It's been definitely something that has been with me for a long time. You know, my kind of uh, exuberance at times. And of course, here, you know, it feels like it's uh, it's also my response. I feel responsible for it, you know, to some extent in terms of the ambience and, you know, making feel, making people feel a certain way, which is, of course, related to what I have experienced as a pilgrim those things that I've really enjoyed and I want to emulate those. So it is kind of, yeah, very self-centered. I just, uh, I'm not looking at the business model. You know, this is what is for everybody and you're doing it. And I'm not that machine. So my, my sounding board is basically, this is what I value, uh, what's important, you know, like as a pilgrim for me, yes, it's very nice to have Wi-Fi, you know, to have a kitchen, you know, to have those things. But, you know, my, my best experience, um, I didn't have access to a kitchen, you know. Uh, 
they were, well, actually, there was Wi-Fi, though. You know, it was a small space, you know, in terms of the dorm. But, I mean, but in terms of what really mattered, it was, wow. And it made everything else irrelevant because the human element is what is most important in a human life. It's what's really, to me, nourishes me the most. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure some of it I will uh, appreciate it, you know, on a higher level. Uh, you know, hindsight, yeah, 2020. And uh, this will not be an exception here. But I do, you know, I feel, I feel comfortable. I kind of feel at home. Uh, I'm surprised, actually, that, you know, this is my second week uh, being on my own. And um, Angel has only come once. Very interesting. So I think soon, if I keep getting a little bit of the traffic, I'm going to be looking at, you know, uh, having him come back to bring me some stuff from Logroño, which have better prices, obviously being in a small town, and also to settle, you know, what I owe him, him until now. So uh, I'm keeping a, you know, I'm keeping count of everything that, that I owe. And then, uh, so to do those two things, and, you know, more than likely about twice a month, possibly, I think there will be a need of that. So, and now that I'm kind of getting an idea, you know, and in terms of uh, the storage space and all that stuff, Almacen, El Almacen is a, a, what would you, the pantry. Here we go, El Almacen. Almacenar is actually to, to store. So, Almacen, Almacenar. They have a verb out of the word. And in, out of the noun, but in English, you say storing or storage room, actually. You could, yeah, you, but I think the pantry sounds more like the kitchen, you know, storage room. So, but I think in Spanish, it would not matter. You could say uh, a storage room, a pantry, or anything where you store things will be uh, almacenar, almacen. Anywho, but I am, yeah, I'm glad for that too. You know, like I told him. Of course, he said to me, you know, Anthony, if you need anything, you know, of course, get a hold of me. And I'm like, sure, sure. And uh, I said, but if you get a message from me, you know, uh, it's going to be important because you're more than likely are not, you're not going to hear from me. But if you do, it's going to be something important. So don't take too long to answer uh, type deal. Uh, it's going to be serious. And uh, his parents actually either have not come back so it's been over a week so I, I have no idea about what their routine is you know but they have this uh, like I said they have those two houses in well whether it's a house or an apartment in Logroño uh, it seems like a lot of people have the apartment in a big city and then a house in a country and so yeah they have not been back so it's nice to have them I, the his dad has a really sweet smile <laughs> very sweet very sweet so I think for the pilgrim it's a very nice touch and it's nice for them to be here, and it's nice for them not to be here. So it kind of definitely feels like my space, which uh, works well for me. You know, it works well for me. So I'm very, very comfortable very quickly. So I'm not sure, you know, in terms of honeymoon, you know, when... Oh, hold on. I got to get out of the way here. We have a van. I'm not sure... In terms of the honeymoon, when I will have a cross, you know, the threshold, but yeah, it feels good. It feels good. So, 
anyway, so that's for that. And then um, something else to yesterday. So you know, I have this, I had the, still those two clients in terms of the the what do you call it life life coaching kind of a you know uh, um, lifestyle intervention for chronic disease. So Esperanza and Isabel. And Esperanza wrote me something. She had something going on with an eye. So something, anyway, so there's things happening to her which uh, look more serious to me. And though I'm a huge believer in terms of nutrition, you know, up to a point, and then it's kind of like, mm, I think uh, if it's really what you're looking, if it really bothers you, that you really kind of need to go to a professional. And she's going more the kind of alternate route, you know. The, call it the hippie or holistic or whatever. And so she was sharing some stuff and then her, she went to the kinesiologist. So I guess it's like a kinesiologist. I think it's kind of like acupuncture or um, chiropractic. And uh, basically having her, uh, like you don't do vinegar, you very little broccoli, just kind of some stuff to me, which is like weird, like telling her to that cocoa, you know, to go... Um, coconut stuff and I'm just like coconut oil and I'm like and I was thinking like I don't feel good about that you know it's like I was thinking okay I see two paths here you know I'm not quite sure what her story in terms of why she's juggling with those two but I just I feel something conflicting so I was kind of I read a message twice it was quite lengthy and I was like here's kind of the way that I see it that, you know, there are, you know, positive and negative in all things. And I see a lot of cool things about that, whatever that professional that you have a relation with, that, you know, there's trust more than likely it is a real person, you know, unlike me, which is through WhatsApp. And, uh, but there are things that I, I just don't agree with, that I'm like, mm, it's, it feel, it's, I just feel conflicted. And I think possibly, uh, you you may just you know it might just be more beneficial for you to just stick with that person uh i'm not even sure personally that there is much more that actually i could do for you you know i don't want to keep getting your money if what i'm offering i don't feel it's really helping and i'm not sure you know unless i was there you know unless i was actually i think it would be looking at me doing some private cooking and then teaching you things practically uh, you know, there's definitely a sense of a will, like uh, they are saying that she's having trouble now to sustain it. So, again, nothing new under the sun. You know, when it comes to lifestyle change, it's very hard, obviously. That's uh, what life shows. And it requires a will, it requires preparedness, preparedness to prepare. A preparate, uh, pre oh my goodness. Uh, I can't think of the word. Maybe it actually doesn't work in English. But to be to be ready, yeah, to have come to that place to where things just click. And if that's not the case, you know, kind of like a drug or an, a, a drug addict or an alcoholic, if they have not hit that bottom, if they haven't got to that level, it more than likely it's not going to work. That's why you know drug rehab and a lot of those uh, interventional uh, strategies may take a long time, many, many exposure, you know, repeat cycle for them to eventually yield fruit. And uh, 
changing the way you eat seems to be even more complicated because it's really entangled like this spider web and connected to a lot of things. You know, it's not just your health. It's your it's emotional eating. There's so many things. Like I'm thinking about myself like Nutella. I know what's in Nutella, right? I mean, even though now I'm cutting it, you know, half Nutella, half peanut butter. And, uh, you know, so it's definitely uh, healthier. <laughs> but, you know, it's still this palm oil and sugar that are two main ingredients of Nutella. And then, you know, you have hazelnut and then cocoa powder. So, yeah, the rest is not bad. And, of course, I don't have a way to make my own. If not, I would. Uh, and I would make actually an amazing one. I would make a blend of seeds and nut butter, you know. But I don't. So, but there, that actually, that's not even the point. My point is, my my connection to Nutella is more than likely my youth. You know, it's what I grew up snacking on before they got to the generic brand. You know, Nutella was it in the, in the eighties. I don't know when. I think possibly the early eighties or the late seventies, because even the day camps they had those individual servings. Uh, we used to go uh, on a Wednesday. There would be a day camp nearby. And in summertime, we'd go every day for I don't remember how long. And then, you know, in France, you have a snack, goûter, as they call it, after lunch, between lunch and dinner. And I'm sure some of it has to do with behavior, too, <laughs> to get children to <laughs> settle down. So they would be looking forward to eating. And so I think for me... Yeah, it's that connection, that nostalgia, that, that memory of, of what it was like, or to bring me back to that space of whatever it is about nostalgia that's so powerful, that comfort food, you know what they call it? When you were sick as a child, <laughs> that chicken and noodle soup, or tomato soup with uh, cheese toast, or whatever you call it. Uh, Whatever your mother, mostly your mother more than likely, was making for you or a traditional meal you had in your family, it's just going to be special. And it has nothing to do with anything else. So, you know, food is just, uh, it's not like a drug where, you know, because you're depressed or you're abused or, you know, you've been raped or whatever the case, something happened traumatic and it becomes this uh, destructive coping skill which Short-term works, but long-term, obviously, is not really sustainable. But that's the best that you had at the time. So that's different. You know, it is tough, you know, to deal with it. But it's, I think it's easier than the relationship we have with food. Because, again, I mean, it's essential, right? We don't have a choice. We have to eat. <laughs> uh, you know, but we don't have to take drugs. You know, it is not vital. So that's such a huge difference anyway. So, and for that, honestly, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm reading about uh, uh, microbiome uh, right now, and then there'll be another one. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staying kind of uh, up to date also with the podcast with nutrition, but I'm like, and it's not like I didn't know that, then I'm not really going to be hearing anything new. It's, uh, you have all these scattered information about this thing happening here or there, and neuroscientists doing that, uh, gastroenterology is doing that, a psychology is doing that, and they all have their, their two cents worth of, uh, of ideology about this is what it is, and, uh, you know, oh, that's very interesting, but it's really more theirs, 
you know, it's what's interesting to them, you know, to a, to a carpenter, you know, with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So you find what you look for. That, that's, uh, you know, the holy grail, the holy grail. My goodness, if somebody get to have some kind of a template that really works in terms of addressing, you know, an, an healthy lifestyle in a sustainable and practical way, uh, of course, and that's my filter because to me that's what's interesting, right? <laughs> uh, nutrition is what's interesting. There are many, many things, right? You have cancer, you have, you know, a career, you have whatever it is, a uh, body, whatever the case, you know, like physical body or you have many, many things so, in terms of what drives you. But to me, nutrition is interesting and fascinating. But that psychology, that is, that is what's so puzzling, you know. That uh, and also I think there's an element of victimhood, uh, kind of like you know, like uh, our approach to suffering. And I'm not talking. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. You showing up again? I'm coming back. Oh yeah, I was talking too loud. I was talking too loud. So you heard me, and you're like, "Where's my sugar? Where is my sugar? Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Shit, shit. Oh." <gasps> Give mm, some sugar behind the ears, get a little good rub. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, so good. You're so good. Give me some sugar. Give me some sugar. Anyway. Oh, my God. You're so pretty. You're getting, you're going to get so big. You're going to get so big. And I guess I'm going to see you get quite big, huh? Three months is going to be a long time. Yes. Yes. Huh? 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 Okay. Ciao, ciao. Hasta mañana. Uh... <coughs> So, I was talking about the psychology behind the food. I forgot exactly where I ended it before. Before saying muddy. Oh, you make, make me feel bad. Make me feel guilty. Me hace sentir vergonzoso. Make me feel ashamed. Vergonzoso. Avergognarse. No, avergognarse. That's uh, Italian. Feeling guilty. Vergo, vergo, oh, how would you, how would you, the infinitive of feeling guilty? Anyway, doesn't matter. Sentirse, sentirse, uh, vergonzoso. Anyway, oh, avergonzado, avergonzado, I think you can say that too. But anyhow, yeah, the theme, and uh, obviously I am, uh, it comes up a little bit, you know, I mean, some of the people that come here, you know, like somebody left his uh, Broner, Dr. Broner soap, two days ago. So I have lavender, which is my favorite. I used to buy it by the gallon in the state. I love lavender and soap. Actually, that's something that I might ask to uh, Angel to go to uh, to go to Mercadona, if I'm not mistaken. They have those lavender bar of soap. I really like that. But I haven't uh, I haven't touched my bar of soap yet because of uh, this is a second <laughs> second bottle of soap. 
that somebody leaves behind. So, you know, and I have left my things behind, right? Uh, I've left, I lo- I, well, the bandana, I lost it. It was attached and it just got, uh, it's a second one that I lose like that, actually. Uh, I use it as a wiper rag for my head if I sweated and it, got, it wasn't attached securely. I lost my uh, La Fonda de, de, de las gafas, so the, the sleeve for the sunglasses. I lost one of my knife with a serrated blade. So it's not a very sharp, but it's great to cut tomato and things like that. My uh, walking sticks, I know exactly where I left those, though. I just couldn't get back into the room. That's why I couldn't, because you had to leave the key under the door. And I put them so far under that I couldn't, you know, I used my other knife to try to get them back, but they were too far in. And then, uh, and actually, what was uh, my toothpaste? You know, the last day, I think, I, I just forgot my toothpaste. So I've, I seem to keep leaving things on the Camino, for sure. Because I'm actually pretty organized, but, you know, sometimes you're just going to have an off day. Or you're going to be, you know, really, really, really tired or whatever it is. Or you're distracted and you, or you just don't do things routinely like you normally do. So, you know, I find this very cool soft bottle where somebody had shampoo in it, so it's a very uh, soft sleeve, plastic, so very cool. Um, It doesn't take much room, and that I will definitely keep when it's empty. And then I have uh, that, uh, I think it's possibly the smallest bottle size of the Dr. Broner, you know, that's very uh, cylinder-shaped bottle. So, So I have that. Of course, I'm thinking about that. Also, because I'm about to take my shower before the day. Huh? Could be a pilgrim there. No, there is definitely a pilgrim right there. I don't think it's one over there, but there's one in the distance. So. About three pilgrims. Oh, four. Four pilgrims, actually. Anyhow. So, today, one of my plans is to get my pack ready. There's a big jar of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's not celery. It's not, um, ah, um, it's a root that you grate and you can add mayonnaise. I can't think of the name in English, actually, even in one of the S. I can't think of the name, but there is this big, big uh, commercial size uh, can. So I'm going to put that in my pack and then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put some weight and at least twice a week and and most unlikely keep seeing uh, muddy every day because but there are some side trails which of course leads to farm and field but it'd be kind of fun and then uh, yeah i want to my goodness it's been two weeks right yeah it's gonna be at least two weeks yeah uh what's today tuesday that's actually when i arrived in valencia so uh, two weeks uh well i guess tomorrow it will be because on wednesday i did walk the 12k from Logroño to, but that felt like nothing. <laughs> it was like, felt like yeah, just like a regular, like a stroll. Una passeggiata, passeggiata, to SS to J. Anyway, for what that's worth. So, on a cool morning, nice brisk walk, but yeah, I do want to resume weight bearing and then. Uh, Make sure my my shoulders and 
everything well actually shoulders is not really an issue where you have a good backpack it's just having the weight on your back and uh, your hips because of the hip belt though in this case actually i will i will drop the pack and let the shoulders carry the brunt of it because it's uh you know it's not like you're doing it for five six hours then for me it's not feasible at that level it's too uncomfortable then you switch it to the to the hip which yeah those backpacks are amazing so i should everybody's gone i know that all the pilgrims because i saw Michaela. she was the last one to leave the french guy left around seven and uh so let's uh well i know i know i'll wait i'll see for the laundry i'm not sure if it's gonna be four four but uh one of the ass and uh and there's a little so good i feel definitely fresh so on that note my friend i will leave you at that wish you a beautiful day wherever you are and then we'll talk later buen camino